for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Receive the Holy Spirit. To my knowledge, they all did. If there's anyone who was not satisfied with uh, your reception for some reason, you want to talk to someone afterward, uh, folks will be around here to do to do so and give you further instruction. Uh, uh, but praise God. Other than that, what should the the spirit-filled believer do? Um, well, one is when, it, like, if you get a, a new car, you take it out for a spin as soon as possible, right? You take it out on the highway, see how fast it'll, how fast it'll go within the speed limit. Uh, uh, and so with, the, with the, the Holy Spirit, not only would you want to exercise these gifts every single day and go crazy with it, you know, in a controlled manner, uh, but you should lay hands on someone who's sick. And speak to them in the name of, don't pray over it in tongues, over, that's not how you do that, but, uh, but you have power. When you share the gospel, there's, there's going to be a greater boldness to you now. Watch and see it happen. Watch when you read the word, it'll, be, it'll come alive more. There's a lot of, different, there's a lot of aspects to this that really uh, come alive in a person when they receive the, the power of God. And uh, so you lay hands on, the, uh, on, on, the, on sick people and speak to them in Jesus' name. Say, be healed. Put your hands on them. Watch what happens. Watch the power of God will go through you. It's fun. Yeah. Pray this way frequently. Uh, share the gospel with someone. Those, those, that's, these are the things I'm talking about. Uh, you take it out for a spin. Amen. It's not just an experience you have in church and then you go back and you're the same. No, you're loaded. Locked and loaded. Right? You're ready to go. So go use the power. Amen. Now, the other thing I began to say uh, right before we did that about individuals and their breakthrough, uh, I'm seeing this in part. I'd like to see the whole thing. <laughs> and so it's either this or both one or the other or both, but some, as far as breakthrough and as far as advancement and going forward and getting through something, ah, it seems like some, it just happened, that you'll notice. You'll notice it just happened right then, tonight. And then there are others. This is the one or other or both. Uh, the others is, uh, you recall I was, I was saying, I was talking about the Word and the Spirit together. There are some things that will happen in your life and God will move and you will see and you will break through and you will advance when you pray it out in the Spirit. You realize that in the Scripture, uh, when the Bible talks about praying in the Spirit, primarily that is talking about speaking with other tongues. And there are things in life that only come certain ways. I wouldn't tell someone uh, that the answer to all problems is, hey, just speak the word. I wouldn't. There's some issues people run up against. I would give different advice. Uh, 
there are sometimes, and, and you have to know when this is right and when this is so, but I know this is right for tonight and individuals need to exercise this. Maybe it's some that were up here and you received this gift now and this is how you're going to advance, but you need to pray things out. You, you understand uh, that the Bible tells us in First Corinthians chapter 14 that when a, he says, when anyone speaks in a tongue, he prays, he speaks mysteries unto God. How be it, uh, no one understands him. No one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. I, I misquoted that, but not totally. If I go back and say it again, I would say it like this. He speaks not unto men, but unto God. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay, that's a little more closer to the text. Uh, but mysteries has to do with divine secrets. They're not secrets from God, but they're, they're, they're hidden from you and me. And some things in life, you need to pray about them in the Spirit. One of the things is, is, has to do with your future. You don't know what's coming. You don't always know what God wants you to do, but you pray it out. There's some things you pray the prayer of faith, and you say, Lord, I believe, I receive, I stand on your promise. Amen. It's done. Right? Prayer's over. Prayer meeting's over. Got it. Good to go. There are other things that you're going to spend time on, not by repeatedly asking the Lord again and again. That's nothing other than unbelief, okay? But, but, but I'm talking about praying things out in the Spirit, by the Spirit, in the Spirit. You know what I'm talking about? You're praying it out, and He's actually giving you the prayer words, but your mind is going, do 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 but you get it, you pray it, and when you have a note of victory, when you have a sensation of victory or peace or laughter come upon you, you're done praying. Because the Spirit will, will show you that way. He'll reveal to you, okay, that's taken care of. And some who've been dealing with, uh, you know, uh, problems again and again and again and again and again, and you don't know how to deal with, you don't know how to deal with it, you don't know what to do about it, this is how you're going to deal with it. So, well, I just want someone to lay hands on me. <laughs> well, it might be suddenly. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Not everything. Here's my point. Say, so, what do you mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. Not everything comes that way. If that were true, I'd just, we'd do a laying on a hand service every time we got together. And we'd fix everyone's problem just like that. Bam, 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 Right? But some things come that way, uh, and other, others do not. Yeah, and sometimes we're going to get, we're going to gain victory and breakthrough, and we're going to go to a next level because we actually took time, often by ourselves, and prayed it out. All right, we prayed it out. We prayed it until it was done. We prayed it, prayed it out in the spirit until victory came. Amen. And I really see that taking place. And I really see for some that that's, that's a missing ingredient in your life. You got the Word, you need the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit together. And it's His guidance. Sometimes right in the middle of it, you'll, you, He'll speak to you. you. Say, why didn't He just tell me this before? Well, I don't know, but some things just work this way. It's like you're going to be praying for 45 minutes and then you get the Word. But for those who will never will do that, I'll never pray that long. Okay, then good luck. <laughs> we can lay hands on you till we rub every hair off your head, and uh, 
That doesn't mean you'll have the victory. There's some things that come other ways. Amen, amen. God is good. If you're new with us here tonight, this is our Wednesday night believers meeting, and maybe you're new to the things of the Spirit like this. Uh, but we're so glad you're here to taste and see that the Lord is good. And you can analyze and ask questions. You're totally welcome to do so. And look up scriptures and find these things uh, and discover whether they're so. And, uh, and when you have a hunger and thirst for God, I tell you, you'll see. You'll see what he's doing and, and, and you'll walk in his fullness and you'll see things be, you know, more and more clear as you go. Uh, praise God. Now, well, let's stop for a moment. I won't go too fast. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this house today. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher, our guide, our helper. We draw upon you. We draw upon your wisdom and strength and knowledge and understanding. You are more than enough for us every day, all the time. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise to you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We sing to you. We, we worship you. We give praise to you, all the glory, all the honor, all the thanks. You're so good to us, faithful every day, all the time. Glory to God. You're so good to us, so good. We honor you. We worship you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for working in these, for working in each one today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now let's do quiet, just kind of on a quiet level, let's, let's pray, pray in the Spirit a little bit more, all right? All those who are newly filled, go ahead, just, uh, and everyone else who can. If you can't do this yet, that's fine. Just worship God in, the, in your known language. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We honor you. Ha, <laughs> Zingland Romanus alleged of a bratis each, deduced to crave the divital the brass baratiano Simonus. Praise you, praise you, Master. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Savior. Praise you, Savior. Praise you, Savior. Praise you, Savior. Mambro to kill the bravija divan evangel of the barikita librasam and deshos. Alelinus, Halananus, Aramasanias. There's greater sin than a Samenicatita for Prat of a man as a breakers, the Praja divita Satoramus and Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm convinced doing that right there has saved me a whole bunch of problems in life. Many I won't even know until probably heaven how, much, how many things were averted because I do, I do that a lot. And, uh, and you'd, be, you'd be well off in your life to do that a lot. Yeah, do it a lot. A lot. <laughs> Apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. <laughs> he did, he t and he was talking to a, a group that was doing it too much, at least too much in church. You know, I mean, they were just going crazy, and, and he said, I do this way more than you do. I just know when to do it and when not to, is what I was telling him. <laughs> he said, when I'm preaching, like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, but he did it a lot, and, and, and he had serious revelation about 
the, the impact of it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. He's good. Uh, you know what, what, uh, what's, what seems to me, uh, this, was, this came up in, inside of me earlier as I prayed, not in the service earlier, as, as I prayed uh, today, uh, regarding, uh, regarding individuals and discouragement, discouragement. Uh, there are different, like we said earlier, there are different answers to different problems. It's not always a cookie cutter, just do this. Uh, there's certainly, uh, you know, crossover in many spiritual things. Uh, but for individuals that, that face discouragement, I think we've all experienced that, haven't we? I don't know if anyone has never been discouraged about anything. Uh, but you know, uh, when, when a person is discouraged, that didn't come from God. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, if we were to locate a source, we would have to say, well, that would be the devil, <laughs> uh, right? And someone, someone might say, well, it's, uh, you know, maybe it's just a natural part of life. I don't know if, I don't think I agree with that, that it's just like normal and everyone has it and everyone can expect it. And I understand the limitations of the physical body and the fallen world, and sometimes you, you might say that being tired is a normal part of life or, you know, at times running out and need a, needing a replenishing, that might be a normal part of life in a fallen world, in our physical bodies. But, but how many know you can be tired and still encouraged? You could be worn out, meaning you worked hard, meaning you gave of yourself, you put a lot out or been up up for a long time, and still not discouraged. And so I don't, I don't see uh, that anyone should expect or consider normal to be discouraged in their life. In, in fact, what it really comes to is a lack of, of sight. It's a lack of seeing. It's a lack of vision. Uh, it's a lack of hope. See, hope has to do with the future. Hope has to do with things getting better. And whenever a person loses that and they can no longer see uh, things turning around or getting better or improving in their life, that's when it, that's when it saps your strength. But it's, it's sapping your strength at the same time. It's, it's sapping your ability to see something better. And that's when it's really difficult. Okay? And it's a real thing, and I don't, I don't make light of it other than uh, I make light of it in light of the power of God. I, I do. Okay? I remember uh, reading uh, a quote from uh, C.S. Lewis, and I don't think I can quote it exactly, but he basically said that if the devil had only one uh, weapon in his arsenal, if he had only one thing that he could attack people with, it would be discouragement. And I thought, that's an interesting statement. Because when you think of how powerful it can be, what, what is its purpose? What is the reason that it exists? Basically to stop us from doing what we're doing. If you're doing anything of value and of worth, uh, discouragement would be an attack against you so that you would quit. Right? How many know the enemy cannot stop us, cannot physically contain us or stop us from doing good things and carrying out the will of God and, 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 and just going for it? 
because he can't, what will he try to do? Well, discourage you. Because the goal, the only, the only way it's going to happen is you've got to quit on your own. If he can get you to give up, victory. Right? But if there's something in you that says, I will not, I shall not, I'll not be discouraged. I will not yield to this. I don't mean you'll never have those feelings, but you, you do the appropriate things when it comes. Uh, then you're almost invincible. You cannot be stopped. Why? Because you maintain courage, which is tied to strength, tied to ability, connected to faith, connected to doing something uh, good in your life. Yeah? Look with me at the book of Joshua for a moment. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Joshua. Joshua. Chapter 1 and verse 9. Joshua 1, verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong. Notice, notice the language. It's a commandment, isn't it? Why well, can you just tell me to be strong? Well, I guess you can. Apparently, strength is, 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 at least in part, a decision. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Well, I'm afraid. Stop it. (laughs) Well, that sounds, that doesn't sound very nice. Well, I'm just going with the word here. Apparently, it's okay to to tell someone that. And you really do care for them. You really love them. And they say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of bad stuff. Knock it off. The Lord commands you. Stop that. Do not be afraid, or nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Can you, see, can you see one key right there? Do you see a key to not being discouraged? Do you see a key to not being afraid? It is revelation of the Lord's presence. Whenever I'm afraid... I'm aware of what might harm me more than I'm aware of what might protect me. I'm more conscious of bad things than I am the Lord's promise of protection and presence and blessing. I need to get back in the mindset of God being with me, right? If if you're discouraged have been and or you are discouraged tonight, and I imagine I'm not talking just to the wall, uh, uh, discouraged tonight, analyze, say, is, is this my deal? I mean, is, 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 have I lost my focus here of, of the Lord being with me? Okay, and we've got more to say, but that might be it right there for some. Where that, where that, just, that just does it, you say, yeah, that, totally, I'm doing that. Okay, one little switch, one little switch. She didn't come through the laying on of hands, but it came through a switch of of. of uh, revelation here and, and, and seeing that the Lord is with you wherever you go. Is He with you when you feel Him there? Yeah, is He with you when you don't feel Him there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. Look over at 1 Samuel, uh, for, uh, let's see, 1 uh, and 2 Samuel, just a couple books over, 
1 Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. This is, as you can see, the, if you look at the title, at least you have a Bible that has little titles like mine. Uh, above chapter 30, it says, David's conflict with the Amalekites. All right? This is David who would be king, but he's not in the palace yet. And uh, David's leading his, his crew there, and they've got their families. Uh, but they were, uh, um, they were attacked um, at this place called Ziklag, and uh, they were, in fact, they were away, and when they came back to their, their, their town there, uh, they had been raided and burned their village and took all their family, their family and their kids and everything, and it was, it was seriously bad news. I mean, we can read it. I don't think we catch the emotion of what's going on. It was a bad time, all right? The enemy had come in, and as far as you know, your family's dead. As far as you know, your kids are being abused and wives are being abused and, and these tough men come together and David's the leader of them and, you know, how I many know kind of buck stops here and David, what'd you do, man? What kind of leader are you lead us away and now our families are gone? This is pretty serious stuff. And through their discussion, it says even his own guys, they started talking and uh, basically they said, we're going to stone David. Let's take him out. We're going to throw rocks at his head. I mean, he did this to us. We lost everything, and he's going to pay for it. Okay? Think David might feel discouraged? <laughs> Think this might be an opportunity to kind of be, uh, not a good day. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Uh, it, let's see, what verse do I want? Verse 6, now David was greatly distressed. That's an understatement. <laughs> greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, everybody say, but David. But David. See, right there it could have been, it could have ended, and David shot himself. But David... Ran away. David hung himself, whatever. But David went to the bar and drank his blues away. Huh? What did David do? But David, look, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Or as some translations say, David encouraged himself. He strengthened, but here's the focus he did this to himself. You see that? He strengthened, he encouraged himself. If no one else is helping, the Lord is helping. If no one else is saying, hey, you're going to make it. And thank God when people do that, and we, we're, you know, thank God if you have good friends and family that will encourage you and so forth. But you can't count on it. Because they might even not even know. They don't know what's going on inside of you. What should you do? Strengthen yourself. How? In the Lord. You strengthen yourself in the Lord. That's available to you. And, and if you go on to read this, which we won't take the time, uh, but you'll find out that the end result of this is the Lord told them what to do, and they went after him, and they got everything back. The family, all their stuff, everything was restored. And I'm sure in one sense you would say, I'd rather it never be taken. Agreed. 
But if David would have responded in any other way than what he did, it would have been lost for good. And how many times do we have a situation and we feel totally bummed out and, you know, hey, we understand and highly discouraged and, and ready to throw in the towel. And maybe we do something else. Maybe we respond differently. And it's the end of that story. You just lost. And it was a battle and you lost something. See, I don't want, I don't want that to be the end of the story. And the end of your story is very much tied to whether you are discouraged or encouraged, whether you are strengthened or weakened. And we cannot, cannot afford to allow ourselves, and I know that's a strong word, especially if you're feeling mighty low, right? But we cannot allow ourselves to remain there. We cannot allow ourselves to remain discouraged and weak. We must strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We must encourage ourselves, and I'll, I'll get to this, but we must remind ourselves of God's power and His greatness and His faithfulness to us, of His promise, of His redeeming love. We must be mindful, because when we are, we get built up inwardly, which enables us to act outwardly, which enables us to go back and get what's been taken and take some ground. The enemy wants to stop you, and you've been hit. Bam! Just stay down, right? Stay down. Just stay there. You're going to get hit again. And no, I'm not. For the Lord is with me. Amen. Amen. And the Lord has never been surprised at anything that's come your way. That doesn't mean he authored it. Doesn't mean he allowed it. Doesn't mean it had anything to do with his plan. Don't read into that, that garbage. <laughs> but I tell you, he still is not surprised, and he has made a way of escape. He has made a plan for you to come out and come through. But there must be a right response. There must be something that works in us that causes us to say, I'm getting up again, and I will be strong in the Lord, and I will trust in his faithfulness, and I will believe in his ability to work through and around and among and in me, and I'm coming up again, and I'm coming back stronger than I've ever been before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need to get a preacher voice on, then you go ahead and do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you need a little sing song to your preaching. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, sorry, no one's on the drums. Right, right about then, we could, we could use a... <laughs> Come on, don't you think so? Come on, on your knee. <laughs> the Lord is my strength. <laughs> The Lord is my shield. He's my fortress and my strong tower. To him I do yield. I resist the devil. He does flee from me. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my guide. He always leads me. Yeah. All right, stop. Hallelujah. Look at uh, Psalm 42. Hey, hey. Bum, bum, bum. See, that just proves you don't have to be a singer to do that. Anyone can do that. Just stir yourself up. 
Amen. Stir who up? Stir yourself up. Paul told Timothy, remember, stir up the gift of God that's in you through the laying on of my hands. Who, who should stir it up? You should stir it up. What if it's not stirred up? That means you haven't stirred it up. What if something else is stirred up? Like what? Fear, discouragement, doubt, discontent. Huh? What if those things are just big in your, li- in your life? You're seeing all kinds of negative stuff. It's just everywhere. Man, you're, you, almost, you almost feel like you have discerning of negative spirits. It's like a gift. I can find things wrong everywhere. In everyone else, in my life. Man, I could make a list. Man, has everyone, everyone, anyone ever been that way? Married people? Have you ever been that way? And you thought, I almost feel inspired when we were arguing there. I just could just rattle off all the things that you haven't done. <laughs> that was not the inspiration of the Spirit. <laughs> See, a lot of things are stirred up. That doesn't mean they're God. Hey, hey. Bound, 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 bound. I don't know what that tune is, but it. Did you find Psalm 42? This isn't being recorded, is it? (laughs) Hold that recording. (laughs) Uh, Psalm 42, verse 6. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. Does does anybody have a message Bible? Message Bible. Can can someone give me a message Bible? Right back over here. You're too far away. I can't read it from there. Thank you, thank you. You just stay here because I'll give it back. Where is it? Um, What verse did I say? Six. All right, this is good. When my soul is in the dumps. You ever had your soul in the dumps? Now, you understand your soul is your mind, your emotions, your will. When my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of you. Thanks. I do what? Rehearse. What happens when your soul is in the dumps? Not, 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 this is what he did. What happens typically when your soul is in the dumps? Do you do any rehearsing? Oh, yeah. There's a rehearsing again and again of everything that's wrong. And, and the devil will help you out once, once you, you've exhausted every negative thing you could think of. He'll add to your list. Say, have you thought about this? Have you considered how this is going to go? And it will pile on. And that's what the enemy wants to do. And some of you, he's doing it to you. That's why I say you almost feel you almost feel inspired. You almost feel like a feel prophetic, but it's not good. 
It's like, man, I am seeing stuff, and it's all bad. It's, bringing, it's keeping your soul in the dumps. How do we get out? This is, this, is a, this is a good word, all right? When my soul is cast down, therefore I will remember. Remember. Remember again. I will rehearse everything of God. So how do I do that? You start thanking Him, typically. It can be done in praise. It can be done in conversation. But I, I just like to, I don't like to just talk to no one when I'm in the room. <laughs> so I talk to Him. I kind of everything gets turned into prayer with me. Instead of just saying it, I say, thank you, Lord. You are my strength, and you never leave me, and you are strong in battle, and uh, your arm is not shortened. And, I, and, and after you, you start saying things that you know, and then the Lord will inspire you. You know that list? It's on the other column now, and it keeps growing. You say everything you can think that's true about God and His goodness and His love and His greatness and His promise and His faithfulness, and you start rattling down those and then go back to the top and do them again, and then go back to the top and do them again, because that's what you're doing on the other side. And do them again, and then the list will grow. <gasps> and this, <gasps> and this, and he will inspire you to see things that you weren't seeing, some that you never knew before, and you'll be filled with the knowledge of his greatness and his might and his power. And I tell you, your discouragement is in trouble. Your discouragement is about to go out the window because you're giving no place. Your soul is coming out of the dumps. Amen. Hallelujah. Go over to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews, the, 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 the 12th chapter. Uh, do, 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 do. Did you find Hebrews chapter 12? Notice verse 3. I mean, you could read the first couple that are good there, but verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners. This is talking about Jesus. uh, Against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So you see how how, how the psalmist said, I'm going to remember I'm going to rehearse. Here he says, I want you to get your mind on Jesus. I want you to consider him, what he went through, how people opposed him, how circumstances were against him. And, 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 it, and he said, lest you become weary. So if I'm not doing that, I'm likely to, be, to, to become discouraged. So again, the weary... The discouraged soul is connected to, is tied to us considering the wrong thing. I'm considering what I ought not be. If you have, if you're in the midst of a time of discouragement, it's very likely that you have at least temporarily forgotten a bunch of good things. And you just can't think of them at the moment. And once you come out of that spot, you'll almost kick yourself. You say, I knew that. Why didn't I know that then? Because that's how that kind of works. 
it seems to be a blinding force. See, it means my vision is off. It's on the wrong thing when, I, when I'm going through that. I'm not seeing every. I'm seeing what I'm seeing, and what I see is not good. But it doesn't mean there is no good. It doesn't mean God has left me. It doesn't mean that his plan has been altered. It just means I'm not seeing it. But one of the things we can do is, is exercise ourselves towards not only remembering and rehearsing um, or anything about who the Lord is and what he's promised, uh, Many of us have at times in life heard or seen in the spirit, you know, with a, a spiritual seeing, good things about what God wanted for our lives. Sometimes they've come through other people in the, in the form of a prophecy or a tongues and interpretation and, and someone gave you and, you, and it, it was the real thing and you said, man, that was God speaking to me. And, he, and, and you have that. In the midst of the discouraged state, you don't remember it. Some of you even have things written down. Because you knew, man, this was so God, and you wrote it down. Or maybe it was a word, you know, that someone else gave you, but you knew it was God. And you kept it, and you wrote it down, and you've got it stored. This is a real good time to get that out. This is a real good time to find what the Lord has already said to you. Because you know it hasn't changed because you don't feel the goosebumps right now. Yeah? You know, it's kind of like in a marriage. If you ever don't feel the goosebumps, you can always go back and get out the license and say, hmm, yeah, I'm still married. <laughs> In case you forgot, well, I I'm not sure I am. <laughs> I just, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> just not feeling that honeymoon feel. <laughs> but you go back and look, well, yeah, yeah. Married. <laughs> okay. So you start thinking like, and then hopefully acting like a married person. And what will that do? Actually, it will serve to revive dead feelings. You give enough tension, attention to the covenant, enough attention to the commitment, to love for a lifetime, to all, all the things that go around, it, those things will start working in you again. Yeah. What happens if you forget about it? Well, then just, you're walking by, by sight and by feelings and so forth. But with a word from God, something he's already promised you, something he's already said, go get it out because it's still good. Have you ever noticed this? And uh, I, I remember when Dr. Stewart was here, you know, this last year, and he brought out this point, I think, to the Bible college students. But very often when the Lord tells you something that he wants to do in your life, it's way before it happens. Way before. I mean, because he, he gave illustrations about how the Lord, literally how the Lord appeared to him and came and spoke to him and told him something to do, specific to do. And, and he, said, uh, he said, he told the Lord, okay, but I'm not going to do anything. I'll do that if you want me to, but I'm not going to try. I'm not going to make it happen. And the Lord said, okay, fine. It was a year Nothing happened for an entire year, and it was a divinely granted appearance. I mean, more than the average leading. In one year, something happened. Can you imagine the thoughts going through your mind that whole year? <laughs> well, seriously. But, but, but uh, and other things that the Lord speaks to us sometimes are years out. The Lord has dealt with me about, about things, and it's like a long time. And some, they still haven't happened. 
And it was like a long time ago, okay? Why, why do I bring that up? It's not not good because it took a while. Remember the scripture? A day with the Lord is as a thousand years, a thousand years as a, a okay, little different clock. What's our job in the middle? Stay encouraged. Be strong in the Lord. I'm not going to be weak because it's been two years. I'm not going to give up because I haven't seen everything I, my heart's desired come to pass. And it, remember Joseph? His thing kind of took a while. We don't want to read that today, but the time he had the vision and the time the Lord, you know, the Lord showed him all these things, it was many years before it happened. What happens in the middle of that? The enemy tries to discourage us, tries to get us to quit, to give up. No, I'm not going to do it. Dust some things off, get them back out, reread them, say, Lord, I'm going to stay with this. You have a plan for my life. These things are going to happen. What you spoke to me, I value that, I treasure that. Amen. Let's look at one more verse, Psalm, or actually Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And uh, notice with me verse 25, 425. Uh, 425. Let your eyes look straight ahead. And your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Consider those words. Does anybody have, a, have an NLT? A New Living Translation. NLT, okay, got one right here. And where's the verse I'm, I'm looking for? Verse 25. There you go. Okay, you can stay here because I'll be done in a minute. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out, I like this. Think about the context now. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Mark out a straight path for your feet. One of the things that helps us tremendously in the time of discouragement is not only that we rehearse, we remind ourselves, not only that we get our vision back, our vision right, but then also, I would almost call this, get a plan. Mark out a path for your feet. Now, I'm not talking just outside of the Lord's guidance. Seek the Lord and say, Lord, show me a way. Show me a way out. Show me the path before me. And one of the, one of the greatest encouragements that can happen in your life is when you have a plan. Because you feel the way you do, and it may be related to the circumstances that you're in. And, but when the Lord gives you a plan out, what happens to your soul? Your soul is now encouraged. Your soul 
your mind, your, your emotions, and all, you're all of a sudden seeing the light. It's like, here I am. I don't like this spot. Mm, not good. However, huh, I can see a way out now. And you make a plan to alter things. You make a plan to begin to walk differently, keep your feet out of the wrong path and so forth, but you're going to stay on the right path. And you think the Lord would be willing to give you a plan. Kind of quiet on that, but here's the answer. Ready? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. From book cover to book cover, he wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. He wants to direct our steps. He wants to give us a way, a plan. And and if we're in a bad situation, it's a plan to fix things. It's a plan to to not remain, you know, in the, in the, uh, the, uh, what's the Psalm, 23rd Psalm, in the, the valley of the shadow of death, all right? You walk through it, but you don't camp there, right? Don't live there. You walk through it. And you go, and you, but you don't stay there. I, I've been there for three years, dude. <laughs> Time to take the tent down and move out. You're not supposed to camp in that place. You, last, you, lost, you lost your vision somewhere along the line. You thought that you were supposed to live there. You weren't. It was just in your way. And you, whatever, for whatever reason, you found yourself there. But keep walking. And the Lord will give you the steps to take to get out of that, that state, that condition. Amen. Once you have a plan, as soon as you have his plan, you'll brighten up. Strength will start reviving in you. You'll start to be encouraged once again. Amen. And when you're encouraged, you get your stuff back. You get your goods back. You get the family back. You get, you get, you get everything back. When you must be encouraged or you'll never go after it. You must be strong or you'll never think that you can get it back and you'll sit. Amen. Praise God. I trust this has been helpful and ministered to you. It's just kind of, you know, we're, you know, we're shooting from the hip in these kind of services. But uh, I meditated some of this earlier in the day because I think I thought the Lord wanted to do, wanted to say some things. And, uh, and so I believe that God found at least enough to Father, thank you for working in us tonight. Thank you for you. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.